Do you come to Milwaukee often? Actually, it's pronounced Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the good land. I think one of the most interesting aspects of Milwaukee is the fact that it's the only major American city to have ever elected three socialist mayors. Does this guy know how to party or what? All right. So, is there any uh, is there any specific order you guys would like to uh, do this in? Well, I I have a lot of hates flowing through me, so I prefer to start with hates. Oh, okay. You want to uh, do the hate one right off the I, bat? I'm I good like with to that. hate. That'll get me real loosened up. Okay. Do you, you have some crazy sponsorship in like? Today's, no. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Tampax, the ultra absorbent tampon. I I was thinking about because uh, obviously I do not have sponsors. <laughs> I was thinking about just doing sponsorships, but like doing the commercials that I would write for <laughs> companies, like writing like shitty jingles for for companies. Just you know, like I don't know, something like Halliburton and about nuking Palestinians or something. I don't know, something, whatever. <laughs> just do like my commercials for them. Or, yeah, or you could just make up products that just does. Yeah, exactly, stuff. exactly, exactly. I do, by the way, I do need I do need help with an intro. So if you guys have suggestions, I don't know, Okada, did I show did I show you what my my song was? I don't think I've heard it. It's the instrumental of uh, "When the Shit Goes Down" by Cypress Hill, which is a dope fucking song. I don't know if you guys have YouTube in front of you, but you should listen to that. And but I need like an intro, like uh, you know, like I need I want like a Bruce Buffer. You know what I mean? Like the guy who does oh, fucking uh, what's it called MMA and and uh, uh, boxing. Yeah, I need like an. I need a hype man, an announcer, or someone to do a voice like that. Um, so, if either of you know any hype men or women, I, I actually kind of want a hype woman instead. Amanda, do you have enough hype? Ah, uh, I, I probably do, but just not on a Thursday where I just worked a thirteen-hour or twelve-hour day. All right, okay. you catch us on the weekend with a few drinks, man. We'll yeah. Hype. Okay, it'll, so be, it'll be a forty-five minute hype session. We're just—I'm I'm just gonna hold uh, this summer. I'm just gonna host a grill out in the backyard, and like right around drink seven, we're gonna quick go inside and just record like five minutes of you just being like hyped as fuck. All right, yeah, we could do forty-five minutes, and then when you go to do the podcast, I'll be like, "Well, that's all the time we have." <laughs> Welcome to Milwaukee. I am your host, Bruce City Benjamin, and I am here with the wonderful. Oh wait, no! I gotta do alliteration. That's my. I'm. I'm be doing nicknames a lot. So the the amazing, the admirable, the adventurous, the uh, what are some other a words? Amanda and Andrew. What are some other a words, guys? Adorable. Adorable, adorable. Yes. Anarchists. No, I don't know. What what else are a words? <laughs> Whatever. Let's get started. This is Miltaki. Welcome to the show. The show that sometimes touches on serious stuff, but often doesn't. Let's. Uh, we got three topics for you today, as always, and uh, we got to have some rules for today because last week I think we had some some serious topics. I think most of the time they will veer back into them, as always, because I'm always going to go on like rants of Elon Musk or some shit like that. But uh, this one's a silly day, and we have three fun topics. So it is five. Okay, so we got to explain the rules of each one. The first one is a dinner date with five celebrities, but we're talking about like, you got to explain the, who they are, why, why they would come to the party or why you want them at the party and what they bring to the party, that type of shit. Why you pick them. Uh, we got one that is, what's the second one guys? Five fictional care. Oh yeah. The zombie apocalypse. We're doing, uh, we're, we're, we're picking fictional characters. So 
not celebrities, not the same people at the at the dinner party, but uh, you know, your your Gandalfs or whatever, whoever you want as your five people in a crew, you wake up from a coma style and you're in the zombie apocalypse. Who's your back? Who finds you in your part of the crew? And the topic we are going to start off with today, and this one is definitely open up to interpretation. It was five people you hate most currently in the world. Because uh, Andy, uh, Amanda, before we got the show started, she goes, I got a lot of hate flowing through me. So we're starting off with this one. <laughs> it's been a rough and day. Uh, before we get going on that, let's just, I'll let you guys uh, introduce yourselves. Because I've been talking for a bit. Well, I've known Holt since, I think we met in high school. Uh, really started hanging out in college. We've known each other a little bit. <clears throat> just moved to Milwaukee with my fiance, Amanda. Uh, you know, just excited to check out the city as soon as these COVID restrictions lift. And we're so happy to have y'all. Yes. And I am Amanda. I just met both of these people. No, just kidding. I, uh, <laughs> I like Andrew said, we just moved to Milwaukee. Andrew and I have been together for a few years now, getting ready to get married soon. And uh, yeah, just happy to be here, enjoying, enjoying Milwaukee and uh, looking forward to getting out and enjoying the city more than we have. Milwaukee, you are very, very lucky that these two people moved here. Everyone's going to be better for it. Everyone's going to get to know these people's names. And uh, watch out, because they're awesome, and you'll see them around. Amanda. Yes. You, you said you got a lot of hate. A lot of hate today. A lot of hate running in my heart. So Jump. I'm I'm curious on a couple things. A, how you interpreted this, and B, do you guys want to do it where we go like one, 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 we each say one, and are we going from uh, five, like from least to most? I like Oh, say my... Yeah, let's each do one. And I mine are in no particular order. I, I don't think a couple of mine are going to be a surprise to people on this call. All right. But, all right. Uh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, these are the people if I ran into on the street, I would spit on and okay. tell them that they're terrible people. Am I on this list? No. <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. That would be a very weird thing to come on this and do that. But all right, let's hear it. All right. I'm going to start. My first hate is Chris Angel. The Ooh, quote okay. magician. All right. All right. Give me, give me some reasoning here. I, I you, agree with you. It just most magicians in general. Yes. That's exact. First of all, magicians are not, that's not a profession. It's ridiculous. I, I, I still hold that it is a profession. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it is a profession. He, he, he makes a living doing it. It's not an honorable profession. It's like, it's like a step down from snake oil sales person. I honestly have no issue with magicians in like magicians inherently. I don't have a issue with, I just happen to hate most magicians. Let's put it that way. <laughs> like I don't like I saw Lance Burton when I was a kid in Vegas and it was amazing. Now I was 10, so it didn't take a lot to amaze me, but man, he took that dove out of a hat. I don't even remember what he did, but it was cool. And I was amazed and he was a showman. And uh, I'm just saying, Dave, what was David Blaine? I've seen he's done some fun, some he's car things. He's a magician. It was like I'll just live in this glass cube for six days. You know, oh, yeah, that's true. Gave up my magic entirely. Yeah, it's just filthy. It's just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> filthy. That's yeah, an interesting filthy. one. I can understand like childish or a little ridiculous, but like man, filthy is is a little strong. I feel it's just. Well, I mean, come on. You live in a glass cube for seven days. It's gonna be filthy. It's a disgusting. Oh, disgusting. I thought you were just talking about magicians in general. Oh. Too, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you've been to Vegas, Ben. I'm sure you have. I, I uh, have spent quite a bit of time there. Chris Angel is featured at the Luxor. I believe that's his his spiel. I and his pictures everywhere, everywhere. He looks filthy. He's disgusting. 
I do want to say I am not trying. I'm trying to be devil's advocate here because I am not trying to over defend magician, specifically Chris Angel, because I specifically do not like him. <laughs> Just his kind of uh, goth magician brand. Yes. Not even not even really goth. It's more like a pickup affliction. Artist. It's yeah. like affliction magician. Oh, that should be his title, the affliction magician. Like a vampire or something. Yes, <laughs> the the dark hair over one eye. Like it's not a phase, mom. Kind of magician. I'm a sanguine illusionist. Oh, he's disgusting. I just I find him vile. All of them though, really. But I'd say he's like you know like when you let's say like if you hate a whole team of people, let's say he's probably the leader of that team for me. I do I like- find him. I do like that he uh, he when he does his tricks he does the little like head cock to the camera like a like a cat who is like looking out the window every time you know every time. Yeah, I mean, if you look at like history of magicians, not the history, but, you know, like <laughs> like Arrested Development, like Job was a like a magician, and they used that whole platform to really make fun of that sort of style of person. Was it tricks or what girls do in the corner? What I do are illusions. <laughs> well, the, 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 if you want to get into the history of magicians, which of course we do that, you know what? We're going to probably have to pick three out of the five because we're definitely going to go off on rants. Because if you want to talk about the history of magicians, like the, like when you think about the illusionist and uh, what's that other movie, the prestige, like that time, there was a time when I feel like magicians were kind of respected. Like there was like a 10 year run. Those were magicians ones. when they like actually maybe were wizards in the eyes of people. Like they didn't realize it wasn't magic or something. I feel like there's like a really good decade to be a magician. But yeah, and here's that, here's the funny thing about that. Like, let's say there was an era, a point in time where people are like, oh, maybe they are really magic. None of those guys were burned at the stake. But all of a sudden, a woman, oh, a woman, can, do, a yeah. woman can do math, and they're like, set that bitch on oh, fire. Yeah. Wizardry, sorceress. <laughs> yeah, it right. It has to be Satan. Yeah. Flowing through her. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Well, there probably was a bunch of like magicians who were so bad that they were just like, let's just burn this guy and say he's a witch or something. Well, that's, that's, that's the bandwagon I could hop on these days. Yeah. All right. Okada, fire me one of yours. Let's, uh, is it another magician? No. So if I met this person on the street, I would, I would love to tell this person to go fuck himself. And it's Jeff Goldblum. Oh my what god! What the fuck? Andrew, he's on my list. He's, oh my yes, god. that smug motherfucker. What's wrong with you? People? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Shit, dude. I feel personally assaulted. I love Jeff Goldblum. He seems like the smuggest motherfucker in Hollywood. Oh my god. He's insufferable. That's part of his charm. No, no, sir. He does an episode of Hot Ones. Watch it. He's insufferable. Like he's like he's not even having a conversation with the host he's just talking about himself okay so here's a couple things though yeah he is a very smug bastard i'll give you that but i would say that's kind of his brand and also he's good at it it's almost like uh if if an athlete's cocky but he can back it up it's not really bragging i feel like he's earned the smugness a little bit because he's pretty damn good in a lot of movies i mean he had jurassic park i'll give you that I didn't even like him in Jurassic Park. What? Ian Malcolm? Oh my God. The Life Aquatics. <laughs> what? I feel like he wasn't necessarily why? What else be in there, really. I didn't even know what his job was. Like, why was he even in Jurassic Park? He was there he was to see chaos. Scientist. I forget her name, but that was like his whole role. He wasn't really, he didn't have like a job. He, he was a chaos scientist or mathematician, which I actually don't know why they need one of those at a dinosaur park, but he was like a chaos mathematician. And I think he had to like probability of like, uh, something going very wrong or something. I just remember the chaos mathematician oh. thing because he does that scene with that the, where he does drops. the water drop and he's like, 
little microscopic imperfections, however little or whatever when he's totally hitting yeah. the neck. I don't think you need to bring in an expert either to tell you an island full of titus. That's exactly what I was just going to say. But isn't that just consulting like in general? That. Isn't that just consulting in general? You pay a bunch of people a bunch of money to tell them stuff you already know and that's just like, and then they're like, hey, thanks. And then they bill you for 50 grand or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much called consulting in a nutshell. <laughs> Alright, Ben, who's on, who's on your list? All right. Well, I am. I'm sorry. I am taking a black. I disagree. Uh, the 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 your opinions do not reflect the opinion of this show. I just have to say because I'm a big fan. Of course, that Jeff Goldblum sponsorship. You know? Yeah, you might have to end this early. And Steve Beck is going to be personally affronted because I think he has a man crush on Jeff Goldblum like you wouldn't believe. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's see. I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna go with a lighter one. I want to go Doctor Phil. Um, I just, I forgot about him for a while and I just was, I was watching cable TV for the first time in a while the other day and saw some like, fuck it, like in the background and saw his face and was just so mad that he was still a thing. And I just hate everything he represents. And I hate that it's like healthcare and psychiatry has become like edutainment. And I'm not even against like edutainment if it was actually educating, but they're not responsible and they're like. I don't know. It's incredibly dangerous what they do and they make a fuckload of money and they're just bad for society overall. And he's not even really, I mean, he's technically a doctor. He's not a licensed therapist. He's a fucking like, it's just weird to me that you can commit male practice on T on national television. So here's the thing about Dr. Phil his show. Why it's so popular is because they bring on the most outrageous fucking people. Like my daughter hits me and beats me up. I know she's out of control. And of course he's going to be like, you need to get your shit together. And of course you're like, Jesus Christ, this show's insane. Like I can't stop watching it. It's like, it's like, like a train wreck. Is it like Maury? Is it like those kind of... Uh, but it, worse, it's, yeah. It's continued to devolve into that. Like, But like he started off like he was on Oprah and shit and he was he was like a Dr. Oz fit. Like he was taken seriously and st- people still do take him seriously. Like that's the problem is he's taken seriously. Like it's not... Jerry Springer is very obviously an entertainment spectacle. And like this is basically like Jerry Springer, but people with a with a guy who they think is an actual doctor. And they're doing things for ratings, not for not actually helping people. That's really, really dangerous. Yeah, I, don't know. I feel like he he brings on outrageous guests so that people go, "Yeah, I think that's bad too." Listen to Doctor <laughs> Phil; he's re- he is real smart. I know, and he's actually just like stating this very obvious. It's always crazy shit, like like my husband has been cheating on me. I don't know something you know ridiculous that everyone, of course, would say is bad. And then he says it's bad, and everyone's like, "Yeah, of course it's bad." Doctor Phil's right. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a pretty big piece of shit. So, all right, fire me up, Amanda. Keep, oh my god, keep rolling. Oh, I'm gonna go for another one that it needs more needs to have more publicity. Jenny McCarthy Ooh, yeah. is one of the worst fucking people on the planet, and the fact that she's even still on TV or Instagram famous or whatever the fuck she is is outrageous. She's a host on that like incredibly popular show. I know. I am aware. And I feel like people have forgotten that she like didn't start the anti-vax movement, but boy, did she make it pretty goddamn famous. In a way, she's kind of like Dr. Phil with tits. I mean, she's just like, of like, <laughs> why is she taken serious about some very incredibly serious issues? And <laughs> like her ignorance is very dangerous to be taken yeah. seriously. 
Well, and Jim Carrey's a big part of that too. He almost made my list, yeah. but I just figured he he was just doing it. I think he mostly did it because of her, but still, he needs to have the credit due for being the anti-vax movement leader too. He seems like my- difficult to hang out with. Honestly, he'd be exhausting to hang out with him. Yeah, like Jeff Goldblum, yeah, like but quieter. <laughs> here's my thing about here's my one defense of Jim Carrey. A, I do think he feels very bad about his role in the Jenny McCarthy thing because I think he said some shit like subtly. And also, I think he's just kind of an insane person. Like, I think he's kind of, he's like kind of Kanye-ish where I think he's kind of a genius, but he's also just really weird. Like, have you ever seen that documentary where he lost his mind after Man on the Moon? No. Yeah, I think we, I think I did see that. It's amazing. And it kind of made me respect him because I think he's like actually an artist, but I think he's like actually super weird, like a very, very strange person, which I kind of respect because I'm glad there are people like him that exist, but I wouldn't, you're like Okada said, would not want to hang out with him. I think he's a super intense guy, like Tom Cruise level, like kind of brilliant, but like weird and might've killed a couple people in his life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's neither here nor there, but Jenny McCarthy needs to be taken off of the TV and just thrown away in the garbage. I can't stand her. How'd she get famous in the first place? What was her? Oh, don't even get started on that. MTV, that, right? That, and yeah, that in of itself, I can't remember the name of the show because, you know, she was quote unquote, like hot, you know, she had big tits and blonde hair. To be hair. fair, she was. She, well, she, I don't think she was because she played a character that was kind of really disgusting and vile. She wasn't like some like prices right woman, you know, showing just whatever she would be like, like, like pretending like she's picking her nose and licking gross things. Like she she was just a vile human. And she'd come out on like MTV spring break and shit. And like, crack jokes and like be one of the bros and make like, like she was like the hot big boob girl in a bikini, but like chugging beers with the boys. So she was like super popular for a bunch of reasons. And I don't even know what she, what she did like outside of, I know she did like playboy and shit like that. And like, was like a model, but did she ever act or anything? Like, I think she was just one of those Anna Nicole Smith. I famous feel like scary movie. She was in a scary movie somewhere. She was in a scary oh, movie. Yeah, I she think she's, Sc- she's taking bits like that. Was she in scream? She was, she the one murdered in the beginning of scream or something? No, that was Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I don't think she, she has any redeeming t- talent. And so every time I see her on that show, I don't watch that show she's on because I can't stand her. But I just shake my head and I'm like, we're just doing a disjust. I don't, I think she's still anti vax, honestly. I think she is too. But also, that's not the, as much as that is a very valid reason to not watch that show, there's also many, many, many other valid reasons to not watch that. I cannot believe that that's one of the number one rated shows in this country. It's insane to me. Yeah. It's fucking insane. I can't either. <laughs> so have you ever watched the show? We've I've watched it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I mean, it's I I understand the like the novelty of an episode. I don't understand how it's been going for seasons and why it's watched so much. Like that's the thing that scares me. I can understand watching it a couple times for like fun, sort of. I can maybe understand that, but to be the number one rated show is like dystopian. Yeah, it's like out of the Hunger Games or something. Well, it, it's right up there with like American Idol. That was pretty popular too. Yeah, but American Idol, like at least it was talent. Like, it, like it was it was people singing. At least I kind of get that. This is this is people in mascot costumes. <laughs> but aren't they really singing? I I guess. Have I you just... seen the commercials for the one like the mask singer? Except it's like who can lip sync the best? Like they even <laughs> is it that? The and Jamie... I think she might be on that one too. I think that's the Jamie Fox one. God, man, they're really searching oh, for content these days, you know? Great, greatest country. All right, Okada, hit me up. All right, my next one, I wavered on whether or not he was going to make the list, but M. Night Shyamalan it makes my Ooh. list. Ooh. 
Hmm. I'm, I, intrigued. I'm intrigued to hear okay. this. Mostly for what he did to that Avatar movie. I was just so... I was looking forward to that for so long. I don't, I don't know if either of you were into that cartoon series or if you guys saw the movie, but he just really bastardized that film. It was very disappointing. And I'd like to have a few really strongly wor- strong words with him. I feel like that is that movie is one of probably top three, at least top five biggest fan, like kick to the nuts, biggest letdown, most pain, collective fan base, mad at the movie that Aragon, what else was like horrifically terrible. I guess the end of, uh, the end of game of Thrones. Let me just tell you, they're on my list too. I can no spoilers right here, man. (laughs) they're on my list as well oh, we might as man. well let's just let's just join let's it right jump now right into them man i forgot Ten years so, of my life to that show i feel like you know and they just it's like they didn't even care i they weren't on my list i have i have like my last three were very serious like putin and roger stone and shit like i don't but it's so funny but th- this one got me so mad the other day because i started they had the 10 year anniversary or whatever and I, I was like oh yeah i started watching the first season and I was like, oh man, I forgot how how good this is. God, this is a good show. What a great show. And right when I finished the second season, I just kind of remembered what the ending was and it just completely deflated my enjoyment. And I don't even know if I'm gonna watch the second season. And it just like I was just like, fuck them. And I took some, I took Paul Manafort off the list and put them on. <laughs> you hear us, D&D? That's how much we hate you. Yeah, well, they're trying I got- all these like prequels and spin-offs, and I don't know, man. It's left a bad taste in my mouth for the whole like series, you know. It really did. And the thing that pisses me off about it is they were asked to do more episodes and they wanted to get to like, if, if they just failed, that'd be one thing, but they cut episodes down because they said they could tell the story and they obviously couldn't. And it, and it was just like, it was totally unnecessary. And they tried to rush what should have been the pinnacle of their entire career. Cause they and, wanted star Wars money, but then they got booted off that project. Right. So, I mean, I do feel a little bit better about that. Dude, if I, so, if I, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go Amanda. And and so let let me ask you this, each of you, in that in that season, that final season, what is the one moment where you're like, like where it jumped the shark, and you're like, fuck that, this this isn't right. I gave it a pass on a lot of little things in the beginning. It was like, you know what, I get it, like they can maybe travel really fast or things like. That. But I mean, towards the end, it was like every single episode was ridiculous, you know. But what's the one that stands out to you the most? See, that to me was the problem was it just gradually, it was the final two or three seasons. Like the the third to last season was still pretty good, like pretty good. Uh, or no, that one was still mostly good. And then the, the second to last season was like pretty good, but there was a bunch of really, really bad episodes. And it kind of just gradually, like Okada said, it just got worse and worse where they were fast traveling. Like it didn't really make sense. Like the, everything was just so rushed and it was just really momentous. Things were just rushed and it didn't feel, it didn't feel executed at all. It was like if the red wedding was a a, a third of an episode instead of like basically the, the whole episode, you know, like everything was rushed. And then the last seat, the last season, there was so much to do. And, they, and then the, the, the night King episode was just fucking infuriating to me. Yeah, we we never find out his intentions. We never find out anything behind like the, the they've been building up this mystery the entire show, and they never explain like even a yeah. remote thing about it. Well, building that army for the entire the entire series. Turns out pretty easy right? to kill too, you know. I mean, no big deal. <laughs> well, part of this is I I do believe this is why it's taking George R. Martin so long to finish this is because he's we- he's webbed such an intricate story. Like, there's so many loose ends to to finish up satisfyingly. Like, there's so many things that people forget. Just like uh, I don't know what's the hold uh, that the what's the the girl 
Genji's sister or whatever. She just leaves and then never comes back. Like there's so many like plot lines that just were like unresolved. And I guess there's no way to really satisfy like everything, but they didn't satisfy any of them. Like that was the problem. It wasn't just the accumulation. It was the accumulation of all the unresolved things. Yeah. These two are just, yeah, they're, they're on the list. They made the list. Yeah. That was all right. Now I'm just actually mad. I can't believe that I have like, like Putin and Tucker Carlson on here, like fucking Roger Stone. Some of like the actual I hate people I hate in the world the most. Uh, but yeah, fuck those two. All right. Well, should we jump topics to? Yeah, we're gonna jump topics. No, no, no. I I've just I've got to get my other okay, one. Yeah, out. One more. One more. We would be remiss. This whole hate centers around one central figure for me, Tom. Brady. Okay, I need to stop you there, though, because this is going to be a whole topic, Amanda. I'm going to devote a 20... Well, you're going to be back a guest on another episode, a football-specific episode, in one of the 20-minute epi- uh, segments. I want to discuss everything Tom Brady, your hatred for him, your conspiracy theories, my conspiracy theories with Robert Kraft. I, I, wanna, I want you to have full reign to say everything. I don't want it in 30 seconds. I want the whole shebang. Okay, that's fair. I'll just leave it at that, but we're probably going to need more than 20 Okay, that's fine. I'm, so, I'm taking this back to 9-11. I mean, this, this, this is This is, this is going to be like, you know how they used to have like a very special episode. <laughs> this is going to be like a yeah. very special <laughs> podcast that comes with video and PowerPoint of her entire theories. Correct. And if you can get Tom Brady to guest on this as well, give him a chance to, to you know, rebuke. Oh, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tweet at him. He'll, he'll know. <laughs> Please. <laughs> he'll hear from me. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair. All right. Uh, and we'll be right back. God, I can't remember exactly who all is on it, but like, by the way, usually I just do this. I just, uh, this won't be in it, but I usually just kind of warm us up so I get the levels. Um, I can't remember if it's. Notor- I think yeah, Notorious B.I.G. is definitely on it. I think Jay Z is on it. Snoop Dogg. It's like a hard as fuck album. I love this album. Like it's leg- Coolio's on it for sure. Space Jam. Album. I gotta go check that out. I'm not gonna name names, but someone on this podcast hates that movie. What? It is literally like the worst movie ever made. I don't know if I'd say that. I I, I understand it's a <laughs> silly movie. I wouldn't say it's the it, it's it's a kids movie. So it's yes, inherently not good. It's, I, one of, it's one of two movies that I have fallen asleep at the very beginning while watching, which signals I'm bored. Here's here. Okay, did you? So you never saw it as a kid? Uh, I tried to watch it like I think for the first time when I was like 13 or something. Uh, okay. Yeah, I thought I thought this was going to be my labyrinth theory because I'm not a fan of labyrinth, and my theory is a lot of kids movie. If you saw it when you're young, you love it. But if you don't and you see it fresh as like an adult when you're not supposed to see it for the first time, it's like you never will understand the appeal. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That's my theory. I have no idea if this is true, but that's my theory. Because I don't like Labyrinth, but I never saw it as a kid. I saw it as a kid. Yeah. See, yeah. every I understand why you might love it. It's just, I don't know. It's it's fine. I just, I don't know. Anyway, welcome back. <laughs> I gotta ha- you gotta help me come up with welcome back. What's like what's a cool like I need some phrases and shit. No, I'm just kidding. I don't actually need to do that. We need to do some very you need to do some very like Wisconsin that's phrases. Oh, like. you made it back. Oh, oh yeah, I, I do like that. I do well, yeah, that's I think I just say that stuff. Hey there, you made it back. Oh, you made it back. 
I was going to have my intro just be, hey, how you doing? <laughs> anyway, on to a less hateful topic. Well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Uh, are we doing Celebrity Dinner Date or are we doing Zombie Apocalypse? Let's do Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. And I say right. we do this different. We we do like a lineup, like our whole crew and discuss each person's crew. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's true because we got to describe like the strengths and weaknesses. It's like, you know, a, a, right. a, a basketball team. You got your point guard, you got everything. Exactly. You know? All right. So you want me to, you want me to knock this off? Go first. Yeah, go for it. All right. So I'm going to get, I'm just going to get the, the, the glue guy right here. I'm starting off with John McClain. Now, uh, first off, I interpreted this as like straight up mortal. So everyone I picked, I didn't pick any like Thanos. I went real mortal killable people. So I don't care if you guys didn't do that, but that's the route I went. And let me just start with John McClain. I mean, he gets the job done, even if he's hungover, barefoot, whatever, you know, he's pretty fun guy he's kind of an asshole but he cracks jokes he could be your drinking buddies tough guy survive you know he survived in the snow that's diehard uh two he survived broken glass and, and fire that's diehard one he's jumped from a freaking plane that's diehard four uh oh and also i'm a big fan of the challenge and anybody who watches the challenge uh, you need a good puzzle solver and if you've seen diehard with a vengeance he's a good it's team important. player Good at riddles, good at puzzle solving. Uh, I just feel like he's a he's a he's a pretty full package, you know. Dude, I watched him solve that water puzzles like a dozen times before it made sense to me. You know, what I, I mean? like he's don't think I still cool. understand it. <laughs> I, I I can you explain it to me? Okay, so what was it? He has like it's you got to fill like a four gallon jug, or you got to ultimately fill a five gallon jug, and you only have like a three and four or something like that. Yes. So, okay, what was it? You need to fill <laughs> you need to fill a five gallon jug. Right? There's no way we're gonna we're gonna remember. And, this no, I've got this. So you fill okay. a four and you fill the four all the way up. And then you pour it in uh in like the three. Now oh, fuck it. I'm not, I even to this day I probably can't explain this to you. Right so, after this podcast, yeah. I'm gonna look this up. Amanda, any any Die Hard uh, memories or thoughts? I have never seen a Die Hard oh movie. <laughs> I was just trying to be quiet about it. Let, let me ask you this. I didn't you know, call me. I don't know the answer. Do you know who John McClane is? Yeah, yippee ki motherfucker. Okay, there we go. Okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you, made my list too for this, man. John McClane did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. All right, great minds think alike. All right, for number two, I got uh, Mark Watney from The Martian. Uh, you oh, need the nerd. One. You need to get like the guy's a survivalist through and through. Like, not you don't need like a team of just fighters. You need a dude who can he knows how to plant stuff. He's oh, a freaking yeah. scientist. You know, he, he built deep, a right? habitable system by himself on freaking Mars. He can do it in a forest, and he's your go-to like lead scientist. He's the one who after the battling, he's the one who when you got to get like uh, a society rebuilt, that's the guy. Another good problem solver for you there, man. Good. That's a good one. Yeah. I got my muscle and I got my brain. The only problem I have with that guy is the character person who plays him is from Boston. So I, we won't go there, but we got to well, first off. Okay. That's going to be another topic. So Tom Brady, <laughs> your hatred of Tom Brady extends to the entirety of Boston. <laughs> oh, it extends to the entire New England area. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm, I'm not a fan of Tom Brady, but I do love me some Boston. Oh man. No All way. Right. Okay, Anyways. This is going to be in the time. I need to hear your Boston stuff. This is why it's going to be more than 20 minutes. We're going to do a very special episode. All right. So my third one here, speaking of heavy artillery, I got Omar from The Wire. 
Oh, oh shit. Funny. That's a good one. Oh, so we got, he's got heavy artillery. He's got shotgun. He's got a de- desert Eagle. He's surgical with those things. He's, he's got, got a code. code. I, yep. That's yeah. number two on the list right there. He's got a code. He's not just going to kill you for no reason. And also he self-describes his profession as ripping and running. And that's basically what you need in a zombie apocalypse. Like you get in, you get out, you grab shit, you rip, you run. He's all about the business. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just a natural. He's a straight up natural. If he can survive uh bullet more murder land, he can survive. Uh, he can whatever. survive a four story jump to the ground. You know what I mean? That's the kind of guy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a five star recruit. Yeah. When he has no fear. Exactly. Omar exactly. runs the streets. He has no fear. Did you once tell me, Holt, that the guy they based that character on said he jumped higher than like that four-story one, but they had to like take it back, scale it back, because the audience wouldn't believe what he actually did in real life? If you believe the – what's it? David Simon's the, the – uh, I believe that's the Sopranos. Who's the wire guy? Is that David Simon? David Simon, yeah. Yeah, that is David Simon. If you believe him, he said that the real Omar said that it was higher, but they said that they scaled it down because they didn't think it was believable. That's nuts. So, I don't know if that's true, but uh, there was an interview where he says that. So I hope it's true because that's a fucking awesome story. <laughs> uh, all right. So my four and five. So we got we got kind of two bru- two bruisers. Two bru- uh, we got a we got a shotgun. We got muscle. We got brains. Now I got Michonne from The Walking Dead because you know I've, the the NFL draft is about to start tonight. Actually, it's actually probably already started right now. Yeah, uh, and. Sometimes I think, why why prospect when you can trade for something that you know is a sure thing? Like, we've seen her do this. We have tape on her ripping and running and killing zombies. Like, sometimes you get blind from uh, potential or hope or something when you just, you should know what's what's right there. Just take the take the sure thing. That's that's my thoughts. And she's agile. The other two are beefy and strong. She's kind of, you know, the, the dexterity person. She was the sword one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's good to have a quiet killer like that on your team. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Have you ever seen that show? I have. I had to stop watching that show for a couple. It's reasons. not good. Yeah. Well, it, the first couple of seasons I thought were really good, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. But then well, I just the first got, couple, yeah, the first couple. Are. Yeah, but uh, but then it was like it jumped the shark after like they found Sophia in that barn. That's probably the first time I've like sob cried at a TV show. But then the next season was just absolute garbage, and I just stopped halfway through. Okay. Oh yeah, when when it started to get into like season, I think it was like season four or five, it started dipping, dipping bad. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and then my fifth and uh, my closer is Jason Bourne, and uh, I just feel like he's a he's a full recruit. There's nothing wrong. I mean, in his own words, he can tell you the license plate of all six cars outside. He can tell you the that the zombie waitress is left-handed or the zombie near the counter weighs 215 pounds and recently ate someone. He knows the best place to look for a gun is in the cab of the gray truck outside. And at this altitude, he can run flat out half a mile before his hands start shaking. Mm. Now, why would I not take that in a survival situation? <laughs> That's a really good call, man. I mean, professionally yeah. trained. Yeah, he'll, he'll keep you alive. Unless he, falls, unless he falls in love with you, then uh, you tend to die. But it's going to be really hard to keep him to keep him noticeably different in your mind from your Mark Watney character from The Martian. Maybe they're separated at birth. So I'm also reuniting like in utero twins who got separated. So it's also kind of a, like a lifetime story. That's a feel good story. <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's my uh, that's my squad. You do well, man. That's a good list. I'm feeling pretty safe. I feel like. And the only problem is I don't know what I bring to the table. 
besides like pot like entertainment like cracking jokes <laughs> and, and doing trivia and stuff and then making bonfires all the things that you don't want in a zombie apocalypse noise and, and light like, you'd raise the spirits you know you'd keep the team motivated I, I guess yeah i think i think i'd be the one that like someone would take me into the forest and they'd be like yeah no zombies got him that's what the gunshot you heard was <laughs> that would be my fate all right let's hear some let's hear somebody's uh somebody's squad Amanda, you want to go next? Sure, I'll go next. <clears throat> all right. So I did not go with all mortal people. I actually... Totally fine. I actually uh, flipped, I was flipping between a couple of completely immortal. But where I ended up, I'm going to put my two toughest people out first. Uh, one is the Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh, okay. All right. So like at the end of the movie, there were a bunch of them. I would take all of those ones and just like set them up around as a, as a perimeter. Oh, that's good. Okay, okay. Getting, I like this. I like this. Yeah, it's like impossible to kill it. Like zombies certainly aren't killing that plant, and they don't want to eat it, but that plant wants to eat them. Oh, that's good. So you're that's like, why you're like King Koopa defense. You're having those little like piranha fish. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that, I like it. This is yeah. creative. But the zombies won't eat the plants because they're not made of blood. All right. So you got a perimeter set. Got a perimeter. Now, if a zombie breaches that perimeter, they're going to have to go up against Mr. Burt Gunner. Do you know who Burt Gunner is? I do not know who Burt Gunner oh, is. Oh, man. Let me tell you. He's the like the main character in all of the Tremor movies past the one okay oh okay okay dude he's like a he's like like an nra middle-aged man he's like a hero for that group that demographic (laughs) okay we just watched one of the movies like last week and another one because we try to get one in every once in a while it is ridiculous i mean you do want a gun nut in the uh in the post-apocalypse zombie world (laughs) he's a gun nut and he hates young people Okay. He calls them whippersnappers, and he's always rolling his eyes. So he, but but he is good with guns, and he kills everything around. Like all the, he kills the little. Well, he calls their ass blasters. If you've not seen them, you've got to watch these movies. I'm not gonna lie, my my uh, Tremors knowledge is from well over a decade ago. Okay, well you need to watch one of the newer ones because it's very confusing. Because those worms now fly and and they breathe fire, and they're called ass blasters. All right. I did not realize we got to that high of a number. <laughs> How many are there, Andrew? Like seven? Like eight or nine? Seven. I mean, they're just a ridiculous amount of sequels. Somebody out there is sitting on an island being like, yeah, this is a Tremors island. Tremors yeah. paid for this island. <laughs> oh, they're in the Arctic now. They're in all sorts of crazy places. They'll probably be in space is, in the next one. Is there a soft interior or is he just a hard asshole through and through? Well, you know, every once in a while you'll see you'll see him break through. Like, you know, he is teaching those young kids how to be a badass, but you know, he hates every minute of it, but that's his job. All right. So there there's there's something in there. He hates the federal government. That's kind of his well, who thing. Who doesn't? Too. Fuck him. They left this guy. <laughs> you should you gotta they watch left, the- <laughs> They didn't get the CDC or whatever. They fucked up the whole world. You uh, you, you got to watch them. They're pretty, pretty spectacular. So he's second line of defense. So that's like my outside. So then I figured we're like, well, that that covers security. So really, who's left are people that I just want to hang out with. Okay, okay. I like where you're going with this. <laughs> so I decided to take uh, Chuck Nolan from Castaway. He's the Tom Hanks character. He's a survivalist. Like he can he can help me eat and, you know, make things and whatever you need to actually survive. Make a raft if you want to go sailing. Yeah, go raft. I go sailing. Uh, He'll make friends out of balls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I figured he might be a good one because I need a survivalist. 
Is I'm, it Tom Hanks with his full beard and wearing like loincloths? Or is it like Tom Hanks from Survivor with all the knowledge, but just wearing khakis and a, and a sweatshirt? Oh, I feel like we should put him in khaki. I think I'd get tired of seeing someone in a loincloth. I'd be like, dude, we can rob any house with our clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you just made me think of someone that I really regret not picking. But I'll, I'll do an honorable mention afterwards. Okay. Uh, my other one is... Um, I, also, I also think Okada might have selected him. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. No, I have two two more that are just to hang out with. One is this this could be debatable. Mr. Rogers. Is he a fictional character? I think he is a fictional character. I would say he is a fictional character. I mean he lived in Puppet Land. He was yeah. He was a real person, but Mr. Rogers is a character. So yes. yeah, it's a fictional character. Okay. I you know, it's gonna be a world of like death, despair. Humans are gonna be bad to each other. I need Mr. Rogers there to like be nice and caring. And it's try to spread some of that joy. That is a beautiful selection. You're, you're thinking like, that's thinking long term, by the way. So, it, you know, because it's going to fall into chaos. You need that moral compass. Right. Otherwise, you're just going to get like, my team's going to turn into cannibals or something. Well, and you know, it's bad when Mr. Rogers is like, fuck it, we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. like, oh no, this is bad. Yeah. We're fucked now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the canary. If he loses his mind and starts <laughs> eating people, you're like, all right, it's over. <laughs> Society has crumbled. He's the canary. <laughs> wearing like fucking blood war paint on his face and she's like, Mr. Rogers doesn't fuck around. <laughs> and my last one is a character from Absolutely Fabulous. Her name is Eddie. Um, she's just sort of fun and she likes to party and she's mean and she's hilarious. And she is the kind of person I think you would want who like wouldn't give a shit about people, which you kind of need a little bit of that. You can't like take everyone in. So I think she would be a good good fit for that as well. She'd be the law in this lawless. Yeah, she'd kind of be the law without without any guilt. I love the reasoning. I just have one question. Uh-huh. What, what is absolutely fabulous? It is a it's like a British it doesn't like it. It's a British comedy about these two like middle-aged women who just just are ridiculously they're like into fashion, they drink too much, they Ooh, okay. they they just they they have a very lavish lifestyle. See now you're making me you're making me regret some of my choices because maybe I while I may have a slightly better chance of survival, it will not be fun. None of the people <laughs> that I selected are fun. Yeah, see, maybe Mark Watney, but no one else is. You will be having a blast. Yeah, see, see everyone's gonna want to come to my my survival house. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I have, that's where I have Eddie to be like, get the fuck out of here. We can't take any more stragglers in. Your name's not on the list. Yeah, your name's not on the list. <laughs> well, good selections. You, you're Thank safe you. with the, the perimeter. I think. I think the it all stems from stems plant plant pun. Good for me. Uh, <laughs> stems from that one being able to be take the entertainment, and uh, I like I like the thinking. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Okada. All right. I also put a little thought into how I'm going to build my team and wanted to round this out well. So, I mean, my first pick was Ron Swanson. Oh, okay. Oh shit, that is good. You know, he's he's going to the land. Uh, he's good with guns. Likes to hunt. He can really be like a provider for this group. You know, he's like oh, an yeah. every he's like an every man's MacGyver. It's funny, and, it's funny you mentioned that. I do have MacGyver on my list. Oh, I thought about MacGyver, but I'm like, when are we going to have a paperclip? 
and as society rebuilds and you have to educate young men how to be men, he can teach them the Ron Swanson triangle of, of excellence. Well, I think him and him and Burt Gunner would get along really well. They probably well, they would. Will. They have a very like anti-government, middle-aged man, hoard their money kind of thing. Does that mean me and my team can come hang out with you and your team and your and your zombie? We'll, we'll still see who's left on that list. <laughs> I feel like oh, I feel like Omar would get along with him as well. He would get along with Omar. They both have a code. Like I feel like it's a very like they're both honor bound people. I could see them, you know, grilling out a, a hamburger, you know, shooting a shotgun. Yeah, men, then they're both men of very few words. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be their favorite thing about yeah. each other. Yeah, we, we uh, almost that... we almost never talk sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you're still my best friend. We <laughs> we still, never we still talk. Never talk. We still never talk. Uh, that would be, by the way, the crossover show of all crossover shows that I would watch. Just a buddy duo of Ron Swanson and Omar Little. Oh my God, uh, would love that. Where, that, where you know, Omar comes to to Pawnee. That, and it's just like, what is going on here? Then, then that would be a great that would be a great topic for another podcast. Best crossover episode Ooh, show. Yes, yes I love that idea. All right, Okada. So Ron Swanson, my survivalist. I picked the next two as like my engineers, um, people who can kind of help me rebuild things. So MacGyver's on the list because he's gonna work with whatever whatever we find around, you know. Doesn't matter, he'll build it. And plus always in the nick of time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> The one thing is MacGyver never likes to use guns, which could be a hindrance in zombie apocalypse, you know, but we got to protect him in his mind anyway. So he'd stay back. The Plus you got, I mean, you got Ron. So, <laughs> right? you know, That's all we need. You gotta, you, no, this is good. You got to diversify your talents. The other engineer I put on my team is Doc Brown. Ooh, okay. Okay. Maybe we can just find a way to build a time machine out of this zombie apocalypse, you know? So this is a solution-based uh, selection. I like that. You're thinking, why fight the zombies? We can maybe <laughs> fix the problem. Exactly. So John McClane made my list as well. I figured I needed like another rough-and-tumble guy to go along with uh, Ron Swanson. Ron can't be pulling all the weight over there. Like you said, man, he's a cop. You know, He's been through the shit. He's fought terrorists. He works in all the elements. He's, he's a guy to have on your team. He's been tested, tried and true. Like, What's going to phase this dude? Nothing. Yeah. And then lastly on my team is Duke Hauser. Ooh, okay. Okay, I, I like this. I think of another fictional doctor, and he's the only one that came to mind, but you need a healer on your team just in case something happens. Oh, my right? God, Andrew, there are so many doctor shows, like George Clooney. What's the one he was on? Yeah, but I couldn't think of, like, yeah, names and things, you know? No, but here's here's why this is a great pick, though, because he's young and he's a prodigy, so you got him, like, you got him right before he hits his peak. It's like getting some, you know, it's like buying an Apple stock. You're getting the longevity. You're not, you're not getting, uh, what's some old doctor? Like, Dr. Andrews, the, the doctor who fixes all the NFL knees. I don't know why I thought of that, probably because the draft is going on. That dude's 80. That guy could die any day. This guy's 15. You're going to have him for 50 years. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, yeah, and he's a prodigy. He's already this well, smart. I don't know if you're going to have him that long. He's not very street. He, he seemed like kind of a... Like not very street smart and savvy, he might get eaten by zombies pretty quick. That's true. That's true. And I can tell you, if someone, if we're going to be running away from zombies, he might be the slowest. <laughs> no, you're very right. Inexperience is is definitely a character flaw. I'm just getting this back to the draft. Oh my God! Speaking of the draft, they went Trey Lance. Oh, I'm going to edit this out, but that makes me so happy. <laughs> Wait, who are you talking about? Uh, the 49ers went Trey Lance because. Uh, that's who I want them. That's who I wanted them to draft because I have a pick in fantasy that that's who I'm going to take now. So I'm going to edit all this out, but that's fucking awesome. That's exactly what I want wanted to happen. All right, so back to. <laughs> <laughs> this 
zombies. Sorry about that. Maybe I'll leave this in. Who knows? Uh, well, that's my team. Yeah, that's your team. So. Yeah. Okay, I like it. And I feel like most of our teams could. Okay, if we matched up in a, in a fight, if this went, you know, like The Walking Dead does, or one of these things, I think. Well, I don't think anyone can get into Amanda's team. Yeah, she might not be able to come true. kill us, but we can't kill her. That's right. So she's chilling. Me and Okada would be fighting probably over John McClane. We'd be trying to figure out woo him to which which camp. He's, he's the double agent, man. We don't know what side he's really playing for. That's true. That's true. What would be your what would be your pitch? I mean, there's zero terrorists on my team. We can't say that for certain about Holt's team. You know? Oh, we wait. Which one of mine are a terrorist? We don't know, but I can't guarantee that none of them aren't a terrorist. And you know how much Sean McClane hates a terrorist. Well, I feel like isn't Matt Damon a character like where he backstabs someone and takes off in their ship? Isn't there? What's the one with? Uh, what's the space one with uh, Sandra Bullock? Are you thinking the gravity? Is that the one? Where, what's the one where he tries to steal someone's ship and get off of? Isn't that Matt Damon? Independence Day? No, I don't know. No, I'll have to think about that. I just feel like he's, he's a, back- he's, a, he's, a he's, he's a he's a backstabber. He's a departed. dirty backstabber. Let's just put it that way. In the in the departed, he's a bastard. Oh, that's right. Well, he just looks. I'm looking at pictures of him right now. He just looks like a bastard. He would he would backstab you for sure. I think you, I think Okada's would take mine though. Mine mine are. Uh, I think we'd be too loud. No, what am I talking about? This would be such a quiet team. Uh, between the Jeff Goldblum and the Matt Damon hate, your sponsorships are flying right out the window for this podcast. <laughs> Definitely not Boston uh, sponsorships. <laughs> that's for sure. That's all right. I don't want sponsorships. This is the podcast for the people. All right. Does anybody have any honorable mentions? The only one that I was going to say, and I didn't say it because I thought Okada literally might have it on his list was while I was thinking this was the, what's his name? Alan from uh, Jumanji. Oh, Robin Williams. That dude survived some shit. Yeah. He's, he's been out in the jungle for like 30 years. Yeah. Survive that. I'm going to roll a seven, bring him here or five. What is it? All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up and on to, the, on to celebrity dinner date. If, uh, unless you guys got parting, what zombies would you like to kill? Like, if you well, hold on a second. I think I found the movie as an interstellar. Doesn't he play a, a backstabbing <laughs> asshole? I think he does. I just never saw interstellar. Okay. No, no. Interstellar is, um, uh, Michael Fassbender. And yes, he is a, no. Interstellar is Matthew McConaughey. Well, it's, right. it's under his it's under his filmography. I'm looking at I'm looking at a smug ass face right now. Yeah, maybe he is. He's uh, he, he's the reason Tom Hanks dies in Saving Private Ryan. So oh, fuck him for that. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But the, my only other special mention on here would have been Jason Voorhees. I was going to pick him because you cannot kill Jason. Yeah, but he could turn on you. Well, not if I don't let him in. I mean, it's it's but high so risk. It's, it's high risk, high reward. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. He's basically a zombie already, isn't he? Like, won't he just get seduced by the other team? Yeah. What if he? Yeah. What if he gets this, turned? <laughs> what are we gonna do? Sit him down and like mid love mid MLM him into their their cult? I don't know. I'm just saying he's unpredictable. <laughs> I don't know if he's coachable. I'm just saying that's a high. I understand the pick, but high risk, high reward. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'll just stick with who I have. All right. Well, let's get on to it. We're going to take a quick break from our sponsors, my many, many sponsors. Uh, Just listen to all these exciting products that you're about to hear. And we'll be right back. Which 
Oh, okay, never mind. He's not going to do it. That would have been fun. Anyway, all right, let's get back to it. And we're back. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to start it like that. And we're back. All right. That was a uh, riveting, riveting discussion, guys, on a very serious topic. Real hard-hitting issues. But... I know. We talk about some very, very life-changing stuff here on uh, Miltaki. Much like the next conversation, which is about a celebrity dinner date. Now, this one, let's define the rules a little bit here. This is them just coming over for like three hours for a dinner conversation, cocktails, whatever. Are you going to describe the activities? Is this how we're doing this? We can describe the activity. I think for mine, it's all kind of the same activity. It's not like a catered to each one. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing more of the reasoning on why. Uh, Amanda, are you the last one to start? Or Okada, you haven't started yet, have you? Let's do it. Do you want to go one by one or how do you want to do it? Let's do the whole dinner. Let's do the, the whole dinner thing. again. Yeah. yeah there's, right. a dine, there's a party flow, you know? Yeah, I agree. So um, I pictured this as like a, <laughs> a backyard barbecue. Beautiful summer day. You know. Love it. It could be a three-hour event if they got things they got to do, but it could get wild into the night because some of these people have some stories, and I want to create some stories with them, and I think it would be a good time. So first on my list is... Hold on. I, I love this setting. I love this setting. Mine is a different one, but I love the... All right. I got the backyard. I'm putting on my flip-flops. I'm in my shorts. Let's hear. There's, there's Who's... tiki torches on like by the fence. There's like a string of lights hanging across it. You know, we got just good music going. I'm going to pretend you invited me. So I'm just in the background. I'm walking around and I'm walking up to these people. So let's hear, let's hear who you got. First person you see as you come around the corner is Drew Carey. He greets you. He, he hands you a beer. Oh. Good pick. Interesting. Drew Carey is, first of all, I before I knew nothing about him, it's really respected that he got a Prices show. So I've got a lot of prices right, like stories and like let's call it fan questions for him. Like I want to know how the inner workings of that show works. So I really like to pick his brain there. But he's also got like a wild side. Like he's got stories about him going to like festivals. And like oh, doing, yeah, yeah. doing like all these drugs and like having these like wild times. Like he's eating mushrooms and like flying around in helicopters and shit. It's uh, like that man knows how to have a good time. And on top of like trading stories, like I think we could ha- we could find a way to have some fun together. He and I. I, I love this pick. This is a, this is a great off the beaten path, <laughs> perfect gem one. And yes, I have heard some of those drug stories. And yeah, that dude has. A great storyteller. He's good improver, obviously. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, cracking jokes. Oh, this would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really takes you by surprise, I think. I never would have suspected it out of him. But yeah. No, not- never would have suspected never. it out of him. Oh, my gosh. No. All right. I've just had my first conversation. I was blown away. One of the best conversations I've ever had. Now I'm going to go over to the food cart. Who, who am I running into? You are running into Amy Poehler over at the food cart. Oh, okay. Ooh, good one. She, I feel like, knows how to bring life to a party. I feel like she just knows how to have fun, can put people at ease, and again, like, really crack jokes, you know, bring, bring some light and some levity to this party. Plus, I've also heard stories about her. I don't want to say there's like a theme to my backyard party, but there might be like a theme to my backyard party. She's also had some crazy like drug experiences. And again, I think she'd fit right in and this would be a hell of a barbecue. I love it. I'm having a, I'm having a blast so far. Bubbly, fun people, jokes, crazy stories. And then just to mix it up and, you know, if this person wants to perform a couple songs while he's here and just 
you know, do what he does. Otherwise, uh, you know, I, so Brother Ali would be there. Okay, oh, that's okay. a good one. And then, you know, if he didn't feel like performing, that's cool, too. I don't want to put him on the spot. But he sounds like he's got, like, a crazy story. And, like, he's really been through some shit, you know. he's He seems like he's got some, like, really, he seems, like, very insightful after a lot of the experiences he's had. And he's had a tough upbringing. So I think he'd just be a good guy to, like, sit down and, and shoot the shit with for a couple hours and talk. He, to get, like, his he does. He seems like an awesome person. I cannot believe how many times I've seen him for free in Madison when we lived in Madison. Yeah, it's crazy, it's right? It's incredible how many, like... I was like Mif- not Mifflin Street, King Street, live on King Street that he yeah. shows up to. He was doing a bunch of stuff during the Act Ten protest. Like he's just always. It's like he was always there every year. I yeah. I felt very fortunate. Yeah, plus, that was I really feel, cool. I feel like plus you know I've, I've had two great hilarious conversations. He come up to this guy and he's really deep, thoughtful, insightful guy, very talented guy. You know, you're having less really crazy conversations with him or something like that. Plus, he's a very distinct looking person and also kind of like a off the beaten path path uh music artist so like you get kind of that street credit your party like yo is that brother ali over there <laughs> oh, i shit. like it solid <laughs> pick um next on my list is john stewart kind of for similar oh reasons. shit all right <laughs> I know he's, 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 he's got a busy <laughs> afternoon because he's coming to my party afterwards uh, nice man <laughs> maybe we can join parties well, mine's a, mine, mine's a dinner party. So if yours is a barbecue during the day, that's all right. He's just coming to mine afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, again, like just seems like he's got a lot of really great perspectives on issues. I think, again, he could really he could be really funny. I think he could fit in with everyone else at my party. Yeah, I'd really like to just sit down with Jon Stewart, too. So he's on the list. And then great, last. Great pick. Great minds think alike. I saved the, the best for last. The real peace day resistance. Aaron Rodgers would be showing up at this event. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Is I, this Aaron Rodgers, uh, Packers Aaron Rodgers, or according to the ESPN, soon to be 49ers or, Ra- or Raiders? Oh. Do they really think that's going to happen? Uh, on ESPN right now, it says uh, Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. There's- what? Yeah, it's that drafting news they got to sell. You know what I mean? I know. I think it's bullshit. I, or at least I'm living in blissful delusion and denial right now. Could you even imagine? Uh, I don't want to. Let's just tell me about this magical uh, barbecue that he's at. He'd show up in his Green Bay, green and gold, number 12, wearing a Super Bowl ring, you know, just like the full like handlebar mustache, really ready to throw back a couple of like cold light beers, you know? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I can talk to him all about like the time he beat the Steelers in the 2011 Super Bowl, like really iconic all stuff. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, the Packers didn't win that. The Steelers lost that game. I don't know. He held up that title belt. That's all I know. So that's my; those are my top five celebrities right there. Coming I up. like it, and also Aaron Aaron Rodgers, low key like insightful and weird topic conversation guy. So you'd have that fun weird conversation. Like this podcast where I've heard him where he's talked about aliens and and dimensions and all this stuff. So you could have some fun weird convos with him as well, outside of just football. And he was on the Office. You could talk to him about that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Amanda, you want me to go next or do you want to Yeah, you go right ahead, Ben. Go right ahead. All right. I'm starting this off with uh, kind of entertainment. And actually, you started off with, who was your first one? Mine was Drew Carey. Oh, okay. Well, kind of similar in the entertainment realm. I'm going with Paul Rudd. And a couple reasons here. A, dude's been around for a long time. Think of the stories. I mean, he was in Clueless in 1995. This dude has been around for a while. Seems ageless, by the way. 
always lighthearted, always delivers fun time, has some serious roles. Plus he's a Midwest guy uh, from Kansas city. I used to work with somebody from St. Louis uh, and apparently there's like a click of it's like him, Joe Buck and John Hamm in like St. Louis, Kansas city area and like Rob Briggle and a couple other people. And this woman met them a couple times because she lives in St. Louis. And she said Paul Rudd is one of the most like entertain, like those three in particular are some of the most entertaining, nice, chill ass dudes ever. Um, he seems like a genuinely good individual. And he's yeah. a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Uh, actually, he's a Chiefs fan. He's a Kansas. He City is Chiefs a Kansas State fan. fan, but he started off as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I thought he was from Kansas. Okay, well, maybe, maybe. He's got, a funny, most, he's, yeah, I guess he's got so. a funny story about being in the locker room with the Pittsburgh Steelers, like back in like the seventies when he was a child. Oh, okay. Okay. It's really quite funny. And plus again, the range clueless, wet, hot American summer. Think how many, uh, uh, celebrities are in that parks and rec. He was in the Marvel universe. He was in friends. He was in the Simpsons three times. I mean, that's a lot of range and weird topics. I was surprised. I really liked him in Ant Man. I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed that movie. Actually, what was this movie show in Netflix we watched, Andrew? With that he played like he has a twin. He was like a clone. Did you yeah, ever see? Was, oh he, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. It's about like uh, depression stuff too, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think that's why funny, he cloned himself. Yeah, it's like a comedy about depression. I liked it. Uh, all right. So that's, that's kind of some, some entertainment. And as, as my second one, again, more entertainment, but also on a deep level too, he's coming straight from a barbecue. I got John Stewart here. I mean, the, the jokes, the political talk, he's already, he's, liquored up. <laughs> he's already liquored up. Yeah. He's had a couple drinks over there. Uh, he's, he's interviewed some of the most, you know, important people in the world, presidents, fucking senators, authors, athletes i mean the dude's got stories for days and he's been kind of low he's been gone since he quit the daily show so it's kind of got that mystery vibe of like oh shit what's john stewart up to these days he's coming to barbecues and fucking dinner parties like how'd you land this so that's where we got my john stewart uh my third one is going to be i need i wanted a politician and i wanted someone who was old and my i was trying to think about this I went with Bernie Sanders for a couple reasons. A, I like the guy. He's kind of entertaining. He'd be the old funny guy at the party. And you could have deep talks about him or he'd just have drinks and like crack wise about how billionaires suck and it'd be great. Like I want that at the I want I want someone just ripping on fucking billionaires the whole dinner party. Like <laughs> deep deep political things. Plus the guy is uh I believe he's 79. So, I don't know. I love talking to old people about fucking whatever. He was an adult during JFK assassination, Vietnam War, Fucking the, I mean, the Iraq war, Afghanistan war, Gulf war, obviously fucking pre during and after creation of the internet, the whole cold war, Cuban missile crisis. I mean, there's so much shit that this dude could talk about. Like there's just changes in a lifetime, you know, I, it's incredible to think about in 79 years and all of these things that I'm saying, I mean, he was 20 when Dwight D Eisenhower was president. Damn. So the dude has seen some shit and like that depth to the party, but also just his angry funniness would be kind of funny. And, you know, he and John Stewart, I mean, even if everyone else did their own thing, those two could be content with hanging out with each other at the party. Absolutely. I would love to get those two liquored up and ask them what they really think about a lot of people. <laughs> that would be my move. Uh, my fourth one is uh, J- LeBron James for a couple of reasons. Now, I know this might not be a popular pick uh, for a couple of reasons. I was going to go Aaron Rodgers, but I knew Okada was going to. And honestly, LeBron James might be, if it's not Aaron Rodgers, he might be my favorite athlete. Uh I just love the guy so much, man. He's it's it's very rare that there is someone who is proclaimed the next Jordan or the next whoever, the next goat, 
and maybe he's not Jordan, but he's damn close. And he should be crazier and should be weirder. I'm not saying he's not a little weird and all that stuff, but like the man's almost a billionaire. He's been famous since he was 16. He's lived up to everything and he seems like a pretty amazing person. I mean, the dude, he's, you could talk about his basketball championships, but you can also talk about the philanthropy. He's changed Ohio almost fucking single-handedly, the amount of uh, philanthropy he's done in Akron and all that stuff. I mean, he's been connected everywhere he goes in terms of like philanthropy and all that stuff, just on and off the court. Been in, uh, been on three different teams. So you're talking stories from Miami, stories from the Midwest and Ohio, and stories from fucking LA. So you got very different takes on that shit. The dude knows everybody i mean he's like got personally he's like oh, personal shit. friends with like obama and beyonce and shit like the guy's gotta have crazy as fuck stories um i mean the dude's basically like in the illuminati at this point so i just i just stature there's no one i, I feel like he's in the top 10 most famous people on the planet uh and just wanted him there because i love him a lot yeah i think that's a good pick i didn't i didn't even cross my mind but i i agree with everything you said about who he knows he's very very interesting. I love the barber show. What's it called? The shop? Yeah, the shop. shop. I mean, it's just such a great show. And he's just so interesting. And he's every he's just everything. He's he's a really good person. He seems like a really good person. He carries himself really well. I mean, he's respectable. He's you know, he he's smart. He's just he's a really awesome person. He's amazing at basketball. Well, that's the thing too. There's a lot of athletes that you have on and be like, ah, you know, are they, are they gonna be entertainment or is this just cool to have him there? Like Aaron Rodgers and and uh and uh, LeBron James, I, like I've I've heard them talk. They're interesting people. They're insightful people. Like you could you could carry a conversation at a dinner party with them. You know what I mean? Like Aaron Rodgers is is very insightful, and LeBron James is a lot of shit that he's passionate about. And my final one, and this is my obscure one, but there's reasoning to it, is Mariska Hargitay <laughs> from Law and Order. There's <laughs> Olivia Benson from Law and Order for a bunch of reasons. First off, this woman has had an incredible career. I mean, she's on like season 22 of the show or whatever. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, Underappreciated. And I feel like kind of really niche cool. Like, have you ever seen Mariska Hargitay on like anything? Like, I feel like I never see her on anything. I was just trying to think if she, like, that's where she started her career and that's where she's like going to finish it. But no, I can't think of anything else. It's just SVU. And it's also like, I've never seen her on talk shows. I've never seen her in commercials. I've never seen her in movies. Like it's just been that she does. uh, She's like devoted her life to like combating human sex trafficking. Like she like has devoted essentially her career to fighting the thing that she fights on SVU. So very interesting person. And like, very like, she is like the queen of New York in a ton of ways. Um, I've heard this from everyone that like SVU matters, uh, a lot in New York in terms of like, it gives a lot of New York actors opportunities and stuff. Cause it's like kind of like a play and they shoot all in New York and all that stuff. And there's not a ton of opportunities for actors to be on like television and stuff in New York. So it's like, you know, it's been a, it's had a long run. So like she's revered, she knows everybody. And there's been guest stars on that show, like a motherfucker, like Robin Williams has been on that show. John Stamos, Henry That's Winkler, Quest Love, Melissa Joan Hart, like weird Bob Saget, Whoopi Goldberg. Like it's just weird stories. Like I'm sure, I just a just a, a very like I feel like obscure one, and you'd be like, "Oh, what the hell is that, Olivia Benson?" <laughs> so that's my pick. Given props to. I have to be honest. I haven't seen a lot of Law and Order SVU. You don't need to. It's uh, it's it's a whatever show. It's just I I I have a I think that show has done a societal good, showing the complications of situations and stuff for 22. It's like, I think there's a comedian who does a joke about it. It's the Sesame street of sex crimes. 
like explains how I never watched that I don't know literally the show was originally going to be called Sex Crimes I mean they take all the shows are like real stories and then they just fictionalize it or whatever but I swear to god I think it does like a societal good so that's my dinner party that's Um, a dinner party man that's a good one like is it like a full seven course with these people or is it like come over and making like tacos tonight no, I think it's like an, it's, it's a pretty, it's a good dinner. Like you're sitting down at, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a open bar beforehand, kind of like a soiree type thing. You know, you got, you got LeBron James, you got Mariska Hargitay, you got John Stewart. These are sophisticated people. We got Bernie Sanders. He's a freaking Senator. I'm going all out on this. I'm breaking the bank. that would be a good time. All right, Amanda. Let's all right. It. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to order mine. Okay, so I'm going to do mine a little differently. First, first, gonna... first you got to give me the setting. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm doing. I'm going to do mine a little differently. Earlier in the evening, I'm going to have one special guest come because she's much younger. Um, so when I when I I've, I've always had this list um, going with one of my friends, and there was always one person on it because the 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 rule is if somebody dies, they come off. Um, and so my top spot got t- got wiped out about seven years ago. And so in order to pay homage to that spot, I would start this party early, this dinner, not a party, this dinner early. And I would just have her because later it would get a little more rowdy. But I would first have Danny Lynn Burkhead as my first guest, just with some one-on-one time. Now, that is the daughter of Anna Nicole Smith. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. I was waiting, yeah. <laughs> So and this this all my this whole list interesting. my whole list started a long time ago because I've been such a big Anna Nicole fan and that's really how it started. Like I'd love to have hang out with her, um, and then we just kept adding people to the list to our lists. So that's can first. you can you tell me a little bit more about your interest in Anna Nicole Smith? Oh, I just she's is as much as like. People, as, as many people have a lot of preconceived notions. I honestly think she was just this very innocent country rural woman who was trying to just, you know, do the best she could for the shitty life she was given in Texas. And she's been spun as this poster child for sexy women marrying old guys, hoping that they die so they, she can get her money, get money. Hmm. Um, so, you know, so, so that's her, an interesting take. Yeah. And so I think, you know, she became like the poster child for that. And I think that's just a really sad, sad thing. I have. She is kind of a tragic figure. Yeah. Very tragic. Uh, Yeah. It's been very, she's had a very sad life. And then her son died like the day she gave birth to her child, this new, the Danny land, her son died. And then like three months later she died. And then there was this big custody battle over this little girl. And finally she, this little girl ended up with her dad. Um, but it's just, it's just a real tragedy. <laughs> That's a crazy ending to... Oh, the whole story is insane. I mean, she had the money. So when I heard when Jay Howard Marshall died, that's the old guy she married. Mm-hmm. Uh, that court, that case went all the way to the Supreme Court even after her death to decide who got the money. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Supreme Court made the decision. And I believe Danny Lynn did get a big chunk of those millions. I need to I need to read more about the story. I don't know that much. I have heard how tragic her story is, and I have heard it's much deeper than you'd think. And like, it wasn't you know. There's a lot of media spin and shit, but I don't know the de- the details of it a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. It's very interesting. Uh, it was funny. My one my one claim to fame, not claim to fame, is when I was down in Texas. 
uh, my friend Cindy, who's a big Anna Nicole fan too, she, uh, we were at a bar, her husband's a lawyer and we were hanging out at a bar and his mom's a lawyer and his dad's a lawyer. Like everyone in his family's lawyers and the lawyer for the, the son of the millionaire who was fighting Anna Nicole for his money came in and there's this famous scene in the courtroom. It's all, and you can find the clip very easily. And he's asking her questions and she's like, screw you, Rusty. His name is Rusty, the lawyer. Uh, and I just, I wanted to go over and say it to him so bad. I just want to go over and say it so bad. I'm going to be doing, and okay, this is going to sound perverted, but I swear it's not. I'm going to be doing an Anna Nicole deep dive later because I need to know the story. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. I love, I love Anna Nicole so much. So it's just so sad when she died. I couldn't believe it. So I would, I would start with that. Uh, I would. I would invite her and then I would, you know, spend time with her, talk to her. She looks just like her mother. And I mean, identical. You Google a picture, picture her, Google her name. She is identical to her mother, Danny Lynn Burkhead. Um, she just seems, she seems like such a sweet little gal. So this is what, what again is the setting again? Are we at a, so that's, a, that, that's, that's like, I'm just like having like a pre-dinner hangout. Okay. So this is you guys at, but I, are we at a, are you hanging out at a house? Sure, I have people over my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew would be at his cookout, his <laughs> folks. So then I would probably ask her to leave because then it would get just a little more rowdy. I think the conversation would be a little got, too adult. I got you. Okay, so this is like a personal. You get you get coffee or something beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know something. She she seems like a pretty innocent kid too, and clearly she should be. She grows. She's growing up in like rural Kentucky, um, where her dad lives. So. Uh, clearly, wouldn't want to expose her to the the rowdy motley crew that I have coming later that night. <laughs> well, let's let's get to that. <laughs> so, I would start with, um, let's see. So, I would just have everyone show up at the same time and greet. But actually, let me take that back. I would first start with Alec Baldwin. I would want him to show up and be sort of the the door greeter because I feel it. like he would have the best ways of greeting people. I just appreciate his personality. I like how aggressive he gets and how just like when he's pissed off, he'll throw down. He's not, he doesn't mince words. He's I'm, always, I'm, I'm, I'm on team Alec Baldwin. Always have been. Yeah. He's always been on my list as well. I'd like to have someone that'll just sort of tell it, tell you how it's going to go down. Uh, along with that, I'd love to have Betty White there. Uh, Ooh, I think okay. I've seen a lot of clips of her from when she was very young, you know, on TV in her 20s. She was and 30s. gorgeous back in the day. She was. And she just has such a, a, a very subtly vulgar sense of humor that if you don't listen close enough, you'd miss it. And like we were talking about with Bernie earlier, I mean, mm-hmm. seen a lot of stuff, a lot of stories. Yeah, she's got a lot of great stories. I mean, what is she? Isn't she like 91 or something? She's 99. 99. Okay. She's the same age as Prince Philip. I just saw that, that Betty White and Prince Philip were born the same year. Stories upon stories. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's had very interesting relationships and. You know, what's funny so far is two out of the three of the guests have been on SVU. (laughs) Alec Baldwin and her were both on SVU. There's a lot of crossover from all of our people, actually. (laughs) We could do a Golden Girls SVU crossover. There's a lot of crossover. John Stewart's been on the shop. He's interviewed Bernie Sanders. He's, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. Alec Baldwin uh, was on 30 Rock and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. See, there's, there's crossover for days. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, 
Next, I would then also have another another feisty old gal, my one of my favorite celebrities, Judge Judith Scheinland. Knew this one was coming. This is what spawned the whole conversation. <laughs> I love this. I actually got to talk about her today. My work, we did a show and tell, and that's what each of us had a show and item that meant something to us, and I showed that autograph photo I have of her. Well, please tell the story. Yes. So the, uh, let's see. This was what this Christmas. You know, this is Andrew and I's first Christmas in our new house, and of course, because of COVID, the Christmas that we stayed home and didn't get to see our families, and we woke up that uh, we woke up Christmas morning, you know, fairly early. Uh, we get the dogs out, we get our presents lined up, and then I pour some mimosas. We're getting, op- getting ready to open presents, and Andrew's looking at the security camera that went off the day before, and you know, alerted us. And he's like, "Oh!" And he walks in, and he's like, "It's here! It came! It's here!" And I didn't know what it was, and <laughs> and I'm like, "What is it?" And he just holds up this big eight by ten eight by ten envelope that says Judge Judy on the side. Uh, so it like showed up at some time between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And it was a Christmas miracle. That is low-key. I don't even know if low-key or just straight up one of the most romantic stories. Of well, Andrew might want to tell the beginning of that about how he had to write her a letter. Yeah, I wrote her uh, this handwritten letter talking about how Amanda's like her biggest fan and like had followed her and watching her this career is for the so years. Said, yes. <laughs> yeah, right? This is the romantic part, I guess. Not just the picture. But he wrote her back in like October. Yeah. Yeah, and like two months later, I mean, all in all, I think she got it. She turned her around really quickly. But yeah, just the timing couldn't have worked out better. <laughs> and what what would be some of the questions you'd want to ask Judge Judy? What is your obsession uh, with Judge Judy? It's it's not that I have a ton of questions for her. I just, I think, I think probably for her show, she's pretty like aggressive, but I think she's probably just a really funny person. She's pretty straightforward. She's um, tough but fair. Tough but she's fair. tough. Yeah, she's a tough gal. I think that that's a personality trait I wish I had more for myself to be more tough like that. Uh, and so I look at it and I just laugh because uh, I think it's it's very funny that she's so successful. Um, I think there's some story like two years ago when she was negotiating her contract with CBS. She went in to the whoever does that, the head of CBS, and he offered her uh, an amount, uh, and she goes, "Oh, this isn't a negotiation. I want." I think it was like forty-five million. Oh my god! And she goes, "I'm not here to negotiate. I'm here to tell you what I want." I love it. That's I love tough. It. Yeah, that's tough. A woman who knows her worth—that's that—that's really important. And her worth is insane because it's, hey, it's, she it's, she has the best gig in television because she works like a month. And they just filmed the entire season and she gets paid like $40 million a year, whatever it is. It's the best show in te- television. All right. And I, and if you just watch it, it's so funny. Like when she gets bored, she starts tapping on her wrist, like time, time's ticking, get, get moving. And how many times would you like to do that during a work day? My favorite one I ever saw was there was a dispute over a dog. So she just had them bring the dog in and then the dog went up to the, to the guy and she was like, well, like it obviously liked him a lot more. Than the other person, um, who like whoever it was or whatever, I don't remember if it was the guy or the girl, but it went up to one of them. She was like, "Well, there you go, case closed." Yeah, I've seen like, that. It's such a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's she's pretty I love badass. It. Yeah, and then last on my list is I, I sort of teetered between the two, but Snoop Dogg has always been on my list, so I just kept him on here. Great I mean, pick. Fantastic. Just he's funny. He's. He's like LeBron James, smart, interesting. He's t- you talk about range from Compton oh to, to billionaire, whatever he is, multi hundred millionaire. Um, 
I just, and I love watching him. And we, he's been, you know, what was that fight we watched, Andrew? The, the, not the, oh, the Jake, Jake Paul. Jake. No, well, no, no, no. He was this. at that one. Well, though. he was that one too, but he was, but we watched over that Tyson fight as a commentator. And it was hilarious. No, what's the one where he, no, the one where he was singing like, like, like old hymns and spirituals. Yeah, not, not the Tyson fight itself, but something on that card. It was one, it was that. Oh, night. okay. I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, because he was talking about Tyson and whoever he fought, and he's like, "It's like two uncles fighting at a barbecue." <laughs> <laughs> Snoop is definitely in that. I don't know if there's more than three or four people on the planet where it's just like he can show up anywhere, do anything, and it's just like across any spectrum. Doesn't matter if it's you know the whitest or blackest or a, like in Asia. Like he'll do some like anime movie or something, or he'll do a, right. a music thing, or he'll do a show with Marcia Stewart, or he'll do a like whatever the fuck. And you're just like, oh yeah, of course it's Snoop Dogg. And he could just he could smoke a blunt on a fucking plane, and everyone would just be like, that's ah, Snoop. Like yeah, whatever. Snoop, It'd be like you could it. just there's there's no one that is more of a free pass for anything for Snoop, and it's because he's earned it. The dude is has broken every barrier. He's he's a athlete, as a, a musician, a, an actor, a host, an author. He's done everything. What hasn't this guy done? Yeah, that's well, and I think let's see when was Doggy Style. I was young when it came out, but I bought it later. I was still pretty young. And uh, amazing album. It's still it still like, you know, like, a, like a little white girl from Illinois fucking listening to up. doggy style. I just, it, it, it's just, it was just pretty incredible. It resonated with you. It did. It meant something to me. But, me, and Lo- me and Logan used to have this uh, movie, this DVD in, in college called hood of horror. And it was like a, a, a Halloween special hosted by Snoop Dogg. And it was like one of our guilty pleasures of, of watching. It was so fucking funny. Is that for real? I wonder if it's a real movie. It. It's a real oh. horror movie. And it's, it's like, it's like twilight zone. So it's like three 20 minute stories and he hosts it. It's so It's like crypt tales of the crypt, but it's like a movie. It's fucking uh, great. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I, I love it. Seen it. But I figured my list, Betty White, Alec Baldwin, Snoop, and Judge Judy. I think that's a good group. That's a lot of good sense of humors in there. Different industries, different ages, across the spectrum, lots of stories. Love yeah. it. Yep, yep. I feel like if we could combine all these people, there's a lot of, lot of overlap. They all know each other. I feel like this would be, let's just turn this into one amazing day. Let's combine parties. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. <laughs> And a, a good selection of like, like Snoop brings a lot of like the best weed. Yeah. And then there's, you know, uh, who is the, uh, you got Drew Carey bringing like hard, crazy drugs that we don't even know about. Like there's a, there's a good selection of, of, of randomness. I feel like of, uh, it's going to be a good party. So I've got a, I've got a quiet deaf dog who's having a loud puppy dream behind me. So you're going to hear that behind me. It's a, that's a beautiful deaf dog. I love that dog. <laughs> Damn it, Toby. No. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's bringing us up to uh bringing us up to a close and uh, it's been a wonderful having you beautiful new Milwaukeeans. The city is better for having you. This was and fun, dude. I'm yeah. so glad you are joining the the good land. Yeah, who knew? Who knew Milwaukee was like an awesome, stellar, beautiful city? Who knew? <laughs> we did. We <laughs> did. Predicted yeah. this. Well, these are voices I'm sure you guys will be guessing on in the future and I can't wait and I cannot wait for that Tom Brady very special episode yes. of Miltaki, which we will do maybe after the draft. All right. When, All right. That no, sounds good. All right. Until next time, everybody. Uh, what should my closing tagline be? Zip it up and zip it out. No. Uh, <laughs> what's what's something very Milwaukee? 
That's like their city slogan. Can you like play on that? What is our city slogan? Oh God, I just looked this up the other day. It's like, oh God, Milwaukee slogan. Hold on, it's really, it's really basic. It's uh, talk them up, and then also a great place on a great lake. Oh, that's good too. Okay, good. Those are two. I love talk them up. That makes me hilarious. That just makes me. That might just be my slogan. Yeah, talk them up. Talk it up. Perfect, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should tell people about us. We're not as bad as you think. <laughs> it's not as bad as Please, you think. for the love of God, <laughs> bring people. Our, our manufacturing left. I tell you, Chris Farley would do the best. Did the best in people from like on Saturday Night Live when he had to do impressions. Every once in a while, he'd do one from Wisconsin. That was that was some pretty funny shit. I, oh, maybe I'll do a clip of him because he's in the in Tommy Boy. He starts at Marquette. Oh, that's, oh right. that's right. Yeah, that's right. I think he says Milwaukee. Maybe I'll use one of those clips. He does this clip on Saturday Night Live where he's on a he's on a game show, and it's one of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Because I think he's like I think he's like in Japan on a game show, and he can't understand. Yeah. And he's like, Mary, for the love of God, call the embassy. Because they're like hooking him up to like <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Mary, for the love of God. <laughs> he starts off like really Midwest nice. Like, oh, I don't uh, I don't understand what you're saying. But the Japanese, she... yeah, the Japanese show. Yes. Oh my God, that's such a fucking funny one. Come to Milwaukee often. All right, everybody. Well, it's been it's been a pleasure. It's been a delight. Until next time. I am your host, Bruce City Benjamin, and uh, it's been Milwaukee. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having